Welcome to Moringa for Life, a show about the Moringa tree, the most nutritious plant ever tested. Join your host, Marika Gifford, as she reflects on working with Moringa for over 22 years and explores how we can unlock our holistic well-being through plant intelligence. From the Moringa for Life family, we wish you peace and joy. And now here's your host. Welcome to the Moringa for Life podcast. Really happy oh. to be doing this podcast right now. And we will start with um, interviewing the students who have come through the Moringa certification course. So we really are excited to share with you, our listeners, their stories, their process, the journey they've been on with Moringa. So thank you very much for joining us. Today, we're going, our very first um, podcast is with Damayanti Lee. She is in Sri Lanka. She has an amazing story, an amazing amount of energy and vitality. She's just infectious with her joy and love of this whole process. So welcome, Damayanti, and um, I thank you for your patience today and getting everything set up. I wanted to welcome you and to just say how grateful I am to you for joining this journey. Oh, Mama, it's my pleasure. It's been a long journey for both of us. And and just, you know, just sharing this story with you right now, it's it's such an honor. And I think I have to say thank you for calling me in your spirit to just uh, be a part of that journey. So we may cry through the whole podcast. (laughs) That's okay. (laughs) That's, that's kind of how it goes. There's so much inspiration. It's just filled with emotion and it just comes out. So I'll probably be crying throughout and feel, feel free to, <laughs> to just join in. Oh my goodness. Okay. Uh, so I, I just... wanted to say one thing. Um, <laughs> I was, as I was thinking about our call, I was remembering the very first time we met. And I think at that point, you had been mostly interacting with Lindsay. And so I didn't really connect. I didn't really connect with you yet at that point. And I had put a call out to help um, transplant the Moringa from the demonstration farm because we thought that we were going to have to be moving. And so I didn't want it to be under a time crunch. And so we decided that we would move the demonstration farm to another, to another location, which is one of my students, which is where it is now. But we're still on that property. We didn't uh, get asked to leave. But I put a call out, and one of the days you came. Yeah. And I remember hearing that there was a car driving up and going out to the parking area. And I saw a car, and I saw you jump out of the car while it was still moving who is this person, and run to me and, and pick me up practically in your arm. What was that moment like for you? It was so amazing for me. Because I think um, I started my journey in uh, May uh, that year, 2017, uh, 2016, when my daughter-in-law's uh, mother was diagnosed with cancer. And she was doing all this research because she wanted to not do chemo, but go through like natural uh, healing process. So, 
and Murunga was one of the things in her list. And she was sending all this Murunga uh, powder and tablets to her mom, who is in Denmark. And um, my little daughter, going to be my daughter-in-law, she just said, you know what, mom? We don't have to wait for cancer to come home. Let's start drinking this now. She was making this green juice every day in the evening and making sure my husband, my son, uh, and she was drinking like all four of us had a shot glass every night. And it tastes earthy, it tastes quite strong, but we just did it because we wanted to support her in her belief that this green powder, which is called Moringa, was going to help her mom to get back to good health uh, and you know, conquering this uh, horrible disease of cancer. I, it took, I think it's about one month. And then uh, I was just in the kitchen one night and I was just, I think I was just coming after meditation or a prayer session, something. And then I was, had this Moringa bottle near my computer. And I just Googled it. Oh my goodness. And I found out that this grows in Sri Lanka and it's the drumstick tree and we call it Murungai. And all these things came rushing into my head and I, oh my goodness, this tree is actually growing in Sri Lanka. And then I Googled more and Murunga for life came on the screen. Mm. And I think I just... <laughs> researched entire Murunga life, what you were doing, where you were, and what you were saying about it. And especially the two maps where you were showing the green color map of the world, which, which was showing where Murunga grows, and the red color map telling where the malnutrition is. And Sri Lanka was there in both. And I was like so shocked how Murunga was growing in where, where it is needed the most. So I, mm -hmm. I just sent you an email and it all just got started. And when I walked into that, when I drove into that farm on September, I just thought like a dream angel was just walking out towards me. And I just mm -hmm. jumped out like this living <laughs> thing coming to me. And it was like, so I can't explain. It was so like meeting, meeting someone that you, have known all your life mm. and it's just we just couldn't stop hugging and kissing mm. because I definitely knew I met you before and mm. and I think while we were working on the plants and the roots you told me that my we have met before you told me that mm. and, and it's just stayed with me it was the start of my journey and my dream and my mission and it's four years now and I can't tell you the network that I have created. It's absolutely amazing. Oh, Dama. It was a big struggle to make people believe in me because uh, especially my family thought I was crazy because I was spending <laughs> so much of money, <laughs> getting, getting to extreme decisions. I got to go now. I got to learn this now. And I had to travel. I had to go here, go there, you know, like demanding to be released from my motherly duties and mm. wifely duties and just getting on the plane and coming up for the training and it was really hard but mm. but I knew there was a deep calling I knew there was something deep and something strong that was the energy just pulling me 
like a magnetic field towards you to just just be a part of this journey so absolutely amazing it is a it is a struggle because everything comes with the struggle pain a lot of tears mm. but, but today i can sit down and i can tell you it has been an amazing journey mm. and i see the people who have benefited it and the animals who have benefited it i have to tell you about the story about my puppy and the dog i picked up from the street oh and yes pumped them with the murunga leaf and uh, and it changed the entire belief uh, about murunga for the whole village that everybody who just took murunga once a week is eating murunga every day mm. and it was, it's just amazing i can't tell you so many testimonies oh dama well take us through your process what are some of the specific things that were challenges i know you just you mentioned you know uh, just dealing with family issues of of having you yeah use resources and also be away from the family and you know what are the daily things that you were dealing with and how did you move through that first of all i started um, believing in the benefits i was reading a lot about the benefits and the goodness and i was also rheumatism on my fingertips like the first knuckle always swelled up and was painful and there was a lot of things i could do in the house like cutting opening uh putting the zip up or just difficulties in normal day to day life and i started because of the moringa juice that we were drinking i could see there was less in the pain and in the swelling and so i waited till winter came to see whether actually it was the same effect during winter because sometimes during winter it pains more and um it was uh, actually really helping me to deal with the pain and the swelling and i thought oh my god this is amazing so i started uh, reducing my uh, meat intake and was going more into the vegetables and having lots of green and including moringa in everything especially mm. all those uh, spice the mixed spice ones that i brought so i was uh, please tell your son that was amazing i i think i ate for a couple of years <laughs> uh, everything like uh, you know my yogurt or you know, my rice the curry the salads anything and everything i finished all the bottles i brought and then i came to sri lanka and i was talking to my mom about it and she was like so excited and and she was saying okay so what are your plans and i said oh i don't know this is too good to let go so i don't know what to do and and she goes you know what i think that i left the land in trinkamali for you and i thought what what you know and then i took her to <laughs> trinkamali sorry and that's your father yeah you mentioned so uh-huh. my so my dad uh died in 2013 and um left the family uh house and the land in trinkamali in my name and i said mom okay just let's go and have a look at it and i mean i went there it was thick jungle uh it was like 
after the war, nobody has gone that way, nobody has developed, everybody was scared of uh, living in remote areas because still there's kind of unrest in between the two civil groups like the Singhala and the Tamil. When I drove there, I had to like jump over trees and waterways to get there. And I couldn't even see the proper foundation or the markings of the land. So I have to really dig out to see where actual the Paramita was. And my mom sat in the car and she just watched me. When I came to the car, she said, you know what, dad would be so proud of you because you have come and you're digging up this place. Uh, I don't know, do what? And then I said, what about growing Marunga? And she goes, yeah, let's do it. Mm -hmm. uh, and the next three months was just a huge challenge because um, my husband was away in Melbourne working. He couldn't get off to come with me. So mom and I did it. We hired all the people. We uh, cleared the land and put a new fence in and got the, luckily my dad had a well there, which was giving enough water. So I had enough water for the plants. I didn't have to go and find anything. It was all there in the land and the, the soil was so fertile that every mm. branch. And Mariko, the best thing was, there was this man who came from nowhere. So this is what I believe in miracles, right? I had the land ready, the fence ready, and I put the gate in. And one man comes and tells me, you know what, I'm cutting my Murunga tree in my house. Shall I bring the sticks for you? And I said, what? <laughs> <laughs> and oh, he God. brings me all these sticks. And he says, oh, I don't know. I think you just put the stick inside and you just grow it. And you have already given me a lesson about how to plant uh, the cuttings. So we dug up all the holes and I think I put 30 plants and um, watched them grow little by little. An amazing accomplishment. Yeah. And then I have to go back to Australia, up and down, up and down. And then it was really hard because I couldn't get them to understand because it was really, they didn't see the benefits. But when their health and the energy was improving, uh, slowly and suddenly my, my daughter-in-law and my son stopped eating meats and they became vegetarian. They started adding Murunga for everything they were eating. And, uh, and after about three years, my husband became, my second son became a vegetarian. And then my husband became a vegetarian this year. Oh. So, in every kind of food, we have the Marunga and, um, <laughs> and straight from the land. And, and I started giving the powder to all the uh, family members. And now this year, this month, Marika, it's so beautiful. Everybody said, Dama, enough is enough. We don't want anything free. And this month, they actually started paying me for the tablets and for the powder. Oh, so I actually made some money this year. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. So this is the thing, you know, people have an obsession. Moringa becomes an obsession that we can't explain. We must follow the urge to move in that direction is unexplainable. And when you start to eat it, and that's what I experienced as well, 
when you start to have it in your system, it becomes a part of your body, of your thoughts, of everything that you do. And the more you have it, the more prevalent it is. And that's a really important part. It's really a, a, a great um, to, to know, you know, there's times when sometimes you feel like you're the only one out there. I, I was the only one out there for a while, right? Um, and not knowing when anyone else would join in and not really caring, really, in the moment. For me, I had to just do this. I just knew I had to do this. And it was beyond explanation and logic and reason. But it's something so deep in your heart. Finally, it can no longer be denied. And you have to follow that. And that's a really beautiful story. And I've had, you know, little parts along the way to check in with you and see how things are going. And you just continue to persevere through so many challenges. And remember the time that you said that you came back and the uh, areas had been flooded. So and I lost all the, all the old trees, uh, especially the roots that I brought from you. Uh, seeds, oh. American, all the American seeds, I think lost about 100 trees because the water mm. came and it stayed inside the land for almost two weeks. So we had a oh. lot of root rots and I was um, really sad, but something told me, no, there has to be a better way of doing this. And I think it was a learning curve for me to protect the land from the water. So I had to work with a local uh, the communities and local government to help me to clear the uh, waterways, which was actually taking the rainwater to the uh, lagoon and uh, help them help me to have a area where the water was not coming into our land to make it flood. And it was a, it was good because uh, I had to grow more trees and I had to have like even the planting became very severe at that time because I had. I had to put more seeds in and have more seedlings and more cuttings. And it was so exciting. Mm. Wow. So those kinds of things, like the infrastructure, those are things that were left to the side when, during the war, right? Most of Sri Lanka had so much infrastructure that hadn't been maintained uh, during yeah. that time. Mm -hmm. Especially wow. in the East Coast uh, where Trincomalee is, it's totally neglected and even now I don't see much money pumped into that area. So I'm working with the local women, especially empowering them and saying, look, we cannot wait for the government to do anything, but we need to work with us, share with us this knowledge and nutrition and make sure our children are healthy so that they can grow and become significant people who can change everything wow so you are you also sent pictures of the communities where you are working now children and women and you talk a little bit how how that has come about so i was also excited about having my own farm a lot of people who came to work there they were thinking i'm crazy because nobody touches these earthworms and here i am it's a precious <laughs> a precious gift for me and I and I shipped out even my family was thinking I'm mad because I brought all the worm farm equipment and a couple of worm farms shipped out to Sri Lanka and uh, I even smuggled in the worm eggs and my husband accidentally brought some live worms uh, 
when I told him to bring the eggs, he bought the lime worms and <laughs> thank God we didn't get into trouble and they're still living. And I oh. have, I think, closer to 5,000 babies. Uh, little, uh, this uh, red wiggly is so amazing to see. And I wanted to share with the adults and they were like, oh, yucks, how to touch this and all that. So I got the school children to come one day and we built a worm farm. Like I had the empty one and I said, this is, and each one was bringing some stuff from home, food to put for the worms. And I had to tell them, okay, you can't put these, but you can put this. And it was amazing. And everyone talks about the worm farm. And the, mm. and also I have two beehives and uh, I did everything <sighs> you taught me because <laughs> I wanted it to be like all full option. <laughs> And actually, uh, after the bees came, we had such a great season of Murunga flowers and Murunga pods. Uh, I think we collected about 4,000 seeds and I'm still planting them uh, because during the lock lockdown, many people didn't have money to buy vegetable because they could not go and work to get their daily wage. So the families who already had the Murunga tree were able to eat from it. The others oh. slowly came to the gate asking for the leaves. So I actually gave them because it was a hard times for them. But now I have told them no more giving one meal leaf. You have to have a tree in your house and eat every day. So oh. <laughs> yes, I said no more giving my meal. I'm going to give you lifetime supplements for food. <laughs> Ah, that's so great. Yeah. yeah, it was exciting transformation for the whole village. And they saw my uh, dog. Um, I picked up two dogs, a puppy and a male dog. They were only skin, no fur. And they were having this uh, terrible rash that he, both of them looked pink color. Oh. And they would, they would come and sleep on the ash just to get those... Uh, creatures off their backs so I started slowly feeding them fish and moringa leaves lots of moringa leaves Mariko three months later this dog I have to send you the pictures this dog put his whole fur back again and the little puppy as well oh. but I was still scared to touch them because they were wild they were like stray dogs and I, I, mm. they were not infected over there so slowly and steadily, I had to invite them into the land, give, show them some love, get hold of them, give them the injection, sterilize them. And now they're my dog. Protect me. Oh, wow. And the whole village talks about it. And they believe in the Marunga because they could see the transformation on these two drugs. And now all the children are forced to eat Marunga leaves with every food. <laughs> Oh, oh yeah! Oh my goodness! So it's a tiny, it's a tiny village in um, Trincomalee, but have 196 families. So I think I'm impacting each and every one. So wow! I'm so happy because it's the Moringa can't wait with me. He wants to jump out and run out and touch the people and share mm. his knowledge. And so I'm just being the vehicle that it can travel. Mm -hmm. I just want to give the freedom for the Marunga to just move forward and I'm just being a servant following mm -hmm. and serving it. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. So 
let's talk about that for a minute. Um, when you say that, how do you go about connecting and do you, do you hear information? Do you get pictures? Do you just get ideas? I really want to kind of dissect it down. For each person, it's different how that information gets transmitted to you uh, from the tree. For everyone, it's different. And sometimes we, like in my process, I used too much logic at first and I was doing things that I thought were my ideas, but I had no background to have any ideas like that. But I didn't recognize that at first. And so one of my goals with this podcast is to um, highlight and explain some of those things and how it comes about for different people. I think um, all of my principles were based on what you thought. I already had the knowledge base to start and move forward. But every time, uh, I, can, I must tell you, the first time I did the harvest, everything went wrong. Uh, everything became brown. It was like, oh, it was crazy. But uh, every time I did a harvest, my green color was preserved more and more, and it became so beautiful. Now I'm so proud of my green color because no one, no other Murunga powder has ever matched that color. So I'm mm -hmm. like thinking, finally, I, we must be doing something right. Murunga has guided me to do it right. I just sent you some pictures about the drying room. Everything has mm -hmm. changed a little bit. We're like moving forward. But at the beginning, should I call Mariko and ask when is the time to harvest? Do I cut it down when it is the growing season? Or what do I do in the rainy season? Do I just, just allow it to like, you know, rest during the rainy season? Because we can't do anything. Because... In Trincomalee, when during the rainy season, the whole soil becomes muddy for about 12 inches. You can't even walk on it. It's so soggy. They, some of the new Murunga trees would die down. Some of them, they were so strong. The leaves would still stay, a bit yellow, but it would still stay. So the, I could tell the roots were very solid and foundation of those trees were very good. But after three months, the the soil goes back to rock hard again. And uh, mm -hmm. then you start the new leaves coming and I'm like so excited to see how even the seeds I think I brought from uh, USA from your farm sort of adapted. Shit, I have about five trees which are really strong, really big and um, producing lots of leaves during the uh, uh, growing season. It's really, really amazing. But um, I don't know, we just learned how to uh, use the worm tea. Okay, I don't know if you remember one time I called and asked you about this little worm, the green color worm on the leaves and they were mm -hmm. eating up everything and I did not know what to do and I just didn't want to go for any chemicals. So I remembered the worm tea could be used in different uh, dilation that we could use the strength to kill stuff. So like I was giving nutrition to the root and the leaves by spraying on the root and the tree for nutrition for the tree, I also used it to kill those um, uh, pesticides. 
And that is a secret I have not told anyone. Uh, okay, so let me just clarify in that point. What's actually okay. happening is when, you know, that the worm tea is so powerful, it strengthens the, the, the plant can take it into the, the leaf structure. And when that happens, the plant is actually much more resilient to resist pests. So it isn't okay. actually killing the pests. It's making okay. the plant stronger so that it is resilient against that. And so that's what's actually happening. And um, okay. it's that way. In nature, anything that's weak, it's the signal. It's a biological signal for all different types of even microorganisms, but insects and stuff to take that down and okay. uh, transform it back to soil, right? Transform it. So that's the biological thing happening. But we also have on the other side, when something is very vibrant, the more vibrant, the less there is that biological permission to come in. Okay. So, yeah, so that's, I just want to clarify that it's not actually killing, it's not a pesticide, it's a plant strengthener, okay. and that's what's happening, yeah. Oh, wow, I never thought of it like that, thank you so much, because now it makes sense why this season and last season we didn't have any trouble, because yeah. every once a month we would spray the worm tea, and um, and I was thinking it was killing the worms, but Oh, that's really good. Thank you so much. Oh, yeah. Always learning, always teaching. <laughs> that's how yeah. it is, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. Thank you. So, Thank you so much. Yeah, of course. So let's try to dissect for you. I mean, I, of course, I'm a resource for you. But the, the connection that you were making happened long before. So when you first were exposed to moringa it came just from a list that your your mother or your had right your mother had of what she wanted to use and so she was actually getting a connection from moringa for that to yes. be on her list and then she was with you when you were, went to the land you went together and then she then was the deliverer of that message about the land. So she's had a very important part in delivering the message from Moringa. So yes. she has connected in that way. And then when you started to eat the Moringa and have it be a daily part of your, your nutrition, that speaks to you as well. And you had it so much, the more I have found that the more someone eats like regularly, the the stronger the obsession becomes. <laughs> I believe uh, that one hundred percent. It just becomes a part of your cell structure, and you can and you can do nothing else but do its work. I mean that yeah. that just has been my observation with with the different people who whose projects I have become aware of and helped along the way. Um, and there are certain people that are just like that it, it's becomes a part of the way that they are in the world they are so connected so for you you might not be able to actually differentiate your thoughts and the thoughts that come as moringa messages it's yeah. very integrated right you can see the specific things of when you went out and 
did something or asked for information or resources, but it's so integrated in you that you don't have a separation between your thoughts and thoughts that could be coming from Moringa because they're coming still from inside of you. So it's, yeah. it's, it's your thoughts, right? So, but I wonder if there were, was a moment that you became aware of and that this was a separate entity. Was there ever a moment like that? I was finding it hard to explain to the villagers about the benefit of the Marunga and the goodness and why I am insisting that every family should have a tree in their home because the language was a problem. I don't speak that very good Tamil and this whole community is 90% uh, Tamil and just a few Sinhalese families. And so um, I was trying how to relate to them. And then, I don't know, something out of my mind, it just came to show them your lifestyle is going to be a testimony. Your mm. words may not have any meaning, because they don't understand and also they don't want to believe what you're saying, but your whole life can be a testimony. So I started inviting the local women. I would cook uh, with all the Murunga leaves, my uh, dal curry and, you know, the Murunga <laughs> pods, uh, curry and, you know, just sharing and showing them that this is, this is what I do. This is what I eat. And I think the message went out okay, she's not really telling us, but she's actually eating and all her vibrant energy is coming just from this tree. I, when I think back, I think it was, it was the Murunga tree itself telling me, this is the way to go about. You have to be a living example, not a person who is preaching or telling or mm. teaching. And I think the dogs were sent definitely to follow up what I was trying to do. Oh. <laughs> and, I really believe that the dogs, the angels, they were just sent because otherwise, why there were so many dogs in that village. Why would I pick the worst ones who were just thrown out to die? And the Murunga, it was just basically Murunga telling me, I actually cut the Murunga leaves into small pieces and mixed with a fish and gave them. I didn't give any rice or I didn't give anything, just the fish and the Murunga leaf. Uh, within a month, you could see him putting on a new coat. Um, so it was definitely guided mm. uh, by the power of the Mirunga, just telling me, this is the way to go about in this community. Because in, in, in Colombo, I come and talk so much about Mirunga in the capital where my mom and my sisters and everyone is here. So they feel, oh, we have the money so we can go and get the Mirunga to give us the benefit. They don't even believe it, but they just want to take it because it is the thing, the superfood of Moringa is going to make us good or healthier. And they had the money, but these people don't have the money. Mm. They, they're struggling even to, you know, make the ends meet. And then, then this lady comes and tells the Moringa has everything they need and mm. showing them how it could be taken and how it could be enjoyed and how it could be honored. Uh, so that they will be blessed by it with the goodness and wellness. And I think mm. last year, at the beginning, it was a struggle. But this year, many people believe and many people have started giving their children and seeing the difference. I also told them, I did some uh, 
Murunga awareness classes in few of the orphanages, inviting the people who took care of the children to come so I could show them how to make the juice out of it and use the powder to make uh, nice sweets and kind of a snack for the little children. Mm. Uh, because I remembered your son doing everything for us. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. He was seafood Muruga for everything. And we ate right. everything. So I, I thought, okay, this is the way to go about. So I didn't wait till they came to the farm, but I went out to the schools. And I, uh, oh. there were a few, few ladies from nowhere came to my aid. They said, oh, we'll come with you. And they just picked up all the Murunga leaves and... They brought everything and they just jumped in the van with me and we did a couple of sessions like that. And the parents were, uh, some of the ladies were so, so happy. And they were saying, oh, we never knew. We only thought we could eat the pod. And that was a cooked pod and in curry. And we never knew we could eat raw leaves. And so I, I, mm. I actually believe that Marunga guided me uh, the path that I have to take. And it's a beautiful mm. one. Mm. Wow. Yeah. So during the course, that's one of the reasons we do that. Uh, there's a fresh juice every day that is, you know, we have for throughout the day. And then all of the things that are made for the lunch have meringue in it in some way. And it's also to give just the inspiration for how to put it in, you know, just um, modern, very modern cuisine. Every course, so this is Mitchell, my son, who made the meals for all of the courses. And even in the midst of a really busy schedule, or he would, he was a sushi chef at that time, and he would come and the three, you know, the three of them, my two daughters, they would work everything out and then make the menu and then he'd make everything and then rush off to work. And it was quite, uh, we were very blessed to have him be able to come and do that. But it was so important because is it a big part of the work that it took for us? Um, and it just became a part of it because how important it is for people to see how you can put it into all different types of foods and just be creative with it. Every meal and uh, every course was completely different. And yeah. so for us, it was very creative, too. It was really an amazing thing. We ate the best, you know, throughout the year, we always ate the best whenever <laughs> the course happened because it was just like we were just putting that in everything. And it's really important to see. That is one of the goals we have is that people see how to put it in their everyday use. And that's where you really see the benefits. And somebody takes it once a week or every, you know, every other week or here and there, they say, oh, it's, yeah, I guess it's okay, but I didn't really experience much. Well, because it really does take having that dedication to improving your health. And because the Moringa is an adaptogen, it adapts to you and it also helps yeah. you adapt. And it's been really a powerful thing during this, this time right now with the lockdown because it it's, uh, reduces stress, right? It's, a, it's calming for the central nervous system. So, and not only that, it's very nutritious. And so people who are not eating well because they can't go and, you know, to farmer's markets were closed and, and um, things like that, um, really having that Moringa every day as that powder became really essential. We became an essential um, business because of that and it was really a lifeline for a lot of people 
that because uh, we ship it right so so yeah that is really an important thing and it's really great that you, you took that on because we had that message too <laughs> and we yeah. we ran with it too um so, so yeah that's really powerful and to live the way you are asking people to live that's of course the most important part because we can tell people what to do for their health but if we are not healthy ourselves that message isn't going to going to be received and, and sometimes it can be even a negative message be, or held in a negative way because the person the messenger is not living that way so where do you stand now how are things now and what is your short-term and long-term plan uh, short-term plan is um, actually um, my mom has become a huge testimony at 91 years old oh. uh, yes she's like oh my god so much of energy and she's bubbly and oh. all this so everyone talks about her a lot because um, and so many senior citizens want to be like her because oh. she's a Murunga intake of day in and day out, morning and evening and night. We find oh. all kinds of ways to give her the powder uh, in her food. And um, uh, my sister, who is just recovered from cancer, uh, she takes Murunga. I think she takes four tablets, uh, two in the morning, two in the evening. And mom is not so good in swallowing tablets. So what we do is we take the bee's honey and put the moringa teaspoon with the bee's honey and just gives it to her like a dessert. And she just eats it, oh. enjoying it. And that's what we do for the babies as well. The, the young ones who are like one year, two year, I, I encourage the parents to uh, buy the best bees, local bees, uh, bee honey. And I'm selling that one too. Because I can uh, advertise my bees honey as well. Because, uh -huh. oh, Mariko, I want to tell you, the first time I harvested bees honey, there was this amazing texture and the taste was definitely mango and moringa. It was oh. so beautiful. Yes. Wow. Uh, yeah. And my, uh, my bee master who actually helped me and, worked with me he was so surprised and I never tasted anything so amazing because we had so much of uh, mango flowers and moringa flowers when the season was for the bees to make the honey and store it for us <clears throat> so that's another miracle story itself on its own it was just beautiful and I'm so glad you covered that during the course because um, that lady was so amazing when she explained about the bees and the work that the bees do for the plants and the growth of the plant and uh, the environment and healing the soil, healing the world and, you know, bringing about goodness and wellness to people. It was just beautiful. So I share the same message with all the school children and uh, the villagers explaining to them that they should stop bringing chemicals to... Mm you know, harvesting or whatever the plant they do because you're killing the, the earthworms and you're killing the bees. So, mm -hmm. which means you're not having a very healthy, nutritious plant, which is organic, but you're eating actually the chemical that you're spraying on the plant. Mm -hmm. Lots of teaching. 
that I never get tired because I always see a huge goal. Uh, like every person in the world will mm-hmm. see the benefit, will enjoy the goodness and have a tree in their home so that it will become mm-hmm. a part of their life. And uh, we will uh, send out the honor message, thanking the Marunga for finding us. Mm-hmm. I believe that it came looking for me. <laughs> everything just uh, opened up and uh, became such a journey, amazing journey. I just mm-hmm. love being who I am now. And I think the best years of my life has been uh, just uh, taking Marunga journey forward. Mm. Such a deep meaning and uh, such a absolutely, you know, the confidence I have that this is it. This mm. is what we need to do. This is what we need to teach. This is what we need to give up. It's so strong in me that I don't mm. think nothing will just put me down, but take me further and forward and mm. make this network bigger. Oh, yeah. And you had to have already the open heart for that to come in. That's a really, really big part of it too, Dama, because you already had such a big heart and love for people and it attached to that and it grew from that that foundation that you already had within your family and it's it's been really quite an amazing thing to watch over the years i've always been so inspired by just the connection that deep connection with your mother and sisters and when you showed me the sent the pictures of all of you together it's just lovely just just the most beautiful thing and also my my daughter-in-law she has been such a Mm. uh, strength for me because she was my voice when i had to fight and make a statement because uh, she would always because um my husband and two sons. So it was always male dominance and uh, belief. Oh. And you know, the way to go was exercise, gym, and you know, mm. uh, <laughs> discipline and commitment. I loved all that, but there was no passion and there was no gentleness. There was no mm. uh, nutrition. And there was, so when she came in and, and she just empowered everything that I, mm. everything I, I was talking, she was living it. And, and she brought that power to make us become stronger. So we, the girl power became stronger and we were able to change things. Uh, yeah, I remember the first time she bought the uh, cold press. She said, Mom, you want to give Murunga? Use the cold press. Put everything in there. Put the Murunga powder. The men will have no say but to drink it. So like oh. that, she was, yeah, she was a powerhouse. She changed a lot of things and she brought a lot of uh, nutrition values and organic uh, environment, everything she brought in. And I'm so mm. grateful for her and her mom, who is, who recovered from cancer, lung cancer. And she's running seven kilometers now and doing her oh. shopping on the bicycle. And she's like changing the world in Denmark and uh, wow. hats off to her courage of fighting back without any chemical in her body but to go 100% natural I may God wow. bless her because she's doing a big fight there to stay away from chemical medicine and going with the natural mm. wow she's amazing yeah mm. so that was a Murunga testimony itself. So. <laughs> 
There's so many, right? There's yes. just so many. So yeah. what is your long-term plan now? Um, in a country like Sri Lanka, there is, I cannot uh, think about big profits or having a big empire or making lots of money, but I really feel that there is going to be a lot of um, contributions coming and blessings coming from people and family and network to just have enough so that we can share with everyone and uh, for people to see see the goodness of Murunga and started start to use it on a daily basis and um, grow Murunga trees wherever there's land available and become parts of uh, what, what I was actually thinking of doing is like give them the seeds and the seedlings and get them to grow the way we want them to grow, like organic and all the methods that we know how to grow and then buy back the leaves and then make the powder and help them to also earn and also for us to distribute and make money and continue the journey in a bigger way. Mm. That's, that's a long term. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right, and it starts with one person and then two people and you know, each, each person having a tree in their backyard. You know, yes. they become the caregiver of that and they start to have their own connection with it and then it starts to work within them. And then they start to join in in whichever way that they can um, yes. from whatever message they receive. And, you know, from, from where I began, it was like that. It was like that for me as well, just following this little tiny thread and transforming my whole life. But it came one step at a time and sometimes some steps back and then forward and then back again and forward. And so that those steps and the continued steps now, that makes this whole movement of all the people who are working with Marika now joining in together with whichever step and at whatever level, some people can take a big yeah. step at first, you know? Um, yeah. So, and we'll hear stories of people who have taken big steps at first. So, um, and then challenges come and we have to find ways to go through it because we have other people to connect with and to ask information. Um, yeah. And just sometimes to get someone who will just listen. Maybe there is nothing that we can do, but just to be able to just talk about it and then sit with it and then take a moment to take a breath and let the world change and then see what's next. Sometimes that is the all-important um, thing we can do for each other. So what, what I'm interested in for our listeners I consider that they got here in the same way that we became connected to Moringa. It was a whisper. It was whatever small message that came and we followed it and we looked it up on the internet or whatever the step that we took to get to be here today and to be together. So I asked the people listening to see what their journey can be and to connect with us and to find their part of this journey together and to find their place within the embrace of this incredible tree. 
So thank you. I want to thank you from my deep, deep heart, Dhamma. Uh, this has been an incredible time together. And I really look forward to what we will continue to do together and the resources and people and ideas and creativity that is just so abundant in this and in your part of the world, transforming it and changing it to a better place and a better world for people. I'm, I'm just so grateful to have connected with you that you found us and we found you and Moringa put us together. And this, yeah. is, our, this is our life now. And it's like, wow. Oh. Yes, and I can't wait to come again um, to spend some time with you. But yes. I just want to say thank you for being the compass uh, to guide us and uh, show us the way. Thank you for the passion and the love and uh, the care you give so much that um, you automatically bond uh, to take this journey forward and. I, I want to tell everyone that Moringa is a blessing, amazing grace. It'll connect us and take us further. And I don't think we will live to hear all the testimonies, but we will definitely <laughs> know that the energy that we are sending out and the love that the tree takes and brings uh, is uh, beyond words there's nothing we can explain in words but mm. you just feel it in your body in every cell in your body the, the goodness that it brings for you and uh, I think once it comes you can't stop talking about it you can't stop <laughs> taking it <laughs> you can't stop <laughs> drinking it it's, it's like a life force in you that wants to jump out and reach everybody else mm. so please don't be afraid because Moringa will protect you. It will take you where it wants you to take. It will do the work through you. You just have to be that free person uh, to be that vehicle that it can jump in and drive forward. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Yep. Dama, thank you so much. Thank mm. you, Mama. And also, mm. thank mm. you for telling me that... Um, at these times when we are so challenged with all these virus versions going everywhere, that our immune system, which gets empowered by the Marunga goodness and the benefit, will take us through. We will mm -hmm. be able to face what is to come, the changes that we need to do, and the adaption we have to take in the future. And for us, and for our children and generations to come, we have to be role models in what we do and what we say and the legacy we leave behind. Mm, beautiful. Yep. Beautiful. Thank you so much. Thank you, Mama. It's so good to talk to you. <laughs> love you. Love you Sending too. all my love and energy and green lights to the Murunga Life Foundation. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much. And thank you, our listeners, for joining us today. We will have resources I will be also um, getting pictures that Dama has and putting them on our Moringa for Peace website. So all of those will be links that will be connected to this podcast. Thank you for listening. Thank Please you. look <laughs> and look to see how you can find your place in Moringa's embrace. For now, yes. until we meet again, thank you for listening. Amen. God bless. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Moringa for Life. We hope you have deepened your appreciation for this miracle tree. 
If you'd like to learn more about your host and Moringa for Life, please visit our website at moringaforlife.com. Until next time, we wish you peace and joy.